So folks, before we jump in, I want to preface the episode by letting you know that we're trying something a little bit different with this episode. Instead of splitting this interview into a part one and a part two, we decided to release this as just a single longer episode with the first part being my guest just describing his journey through the different businesses that he's built uh, with a little bit of a treat at the end, uh, him doing a deep dive into the design, development, and execution of the famous Flex Razor product that created waves in the barber community. Let us know what you think on the website, our DMs, or in the comments on YouTube, what you think about the new episode, or if you like the shorter episodes better. With that, let's dive in. Welcome to the Contagious Thoughts Podcast. With me, (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Oh man, you like that? Yeah, yeah, bro, it's kind of nice. Yeah, somebody catch it. Yeah, comes around, comes around, around, man. You might catch it. Yeah, you might catch it. If you catch it, you catch it. If you don't. Too bad. If you catch it, you keep it. You know I mean, no, nah, but you still gotta press spread it around. That's true. You gotta spread it around. You gotta spread it around. You yeah, keep it yeah. and you spread it. Yeah, yeah. You keep it to yourself. Nobody else knows. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. With me today, I have a very special guest. Sometimes. First and foremost. First and foremost. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about they, to. They was, that was my that was my theme. Hey, they even knew. Google knew. I was just about to about to about to hype you up and say you had a radio show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you, they even know. You got to you got to mute your phone, man. Like yeah, gotta, but they even knew. They knew. They knew. They knew what time it was. They knew what time it was. So, I'm your host, of course, Darwin. Darwin. And with me today, I have a man who has owned and managed 15 barbershops. That's that's supposed to be his drum roll. I'm getting ready, bro. What do you want from me, man? Hey. He has owned 15 barbershops over a 30-year period. He's actually had his own radio show and podcast that had thousands of listeners. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He invented the Flex Razor tool that moved thousands of units and has gained has gained hey, a lot of steam, a lot of a lot of popularity amongst barbers across the country. Yes, sir. I just want to say again that he's owned and managed 15 barbershops over a 30-year period successfully. Wow. This is my own personal barber. Okay. Rob, yeah. the flex razor himself. Going on, uh, let's see, 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a brand. 20, 30 years, man. Yes, sir. So, I, I mean, I, I want to know. I mean, obviously, I know that you have plenty of successful shops that you've owned and managed and, and this is this is your your niche here, your niche, however people want to say it, niche, yeah. niche. Yeah. But I'm I'm curious just to take it back, I mean, like where where this all started. Never you, planned you, you on you as a business owner. Like what, never what was your first business? Planned on it ever. This was I was playing with it. And sometimes we always chase something. And God already gave it to you, but you be chasing something else, thinking that you're supposed to be doing something else. And then he gives you a gift to do. That's real. That's real. Yeah. I find a lot of people do that. Yeah. Like they chasing something that they want, but they have talent to do. Yeah. 
was already given to them. Yeah. So I only I one day I woke up. Hey man, she's took me a while though. Yeah. It took me a while. I was fighting it. I didn't want to do this. Was this your first? So was was owning barbershop? Was that your first kind of as a business owner? Like, what was your first? My how did you start out as a as an entrepreneur? Like, what was your first kind of business? What was your first attempt at being a business owner? uh, Well, well, let's see. I was a hustler one time. (laughs) I hear you. The statues ran out, so I can talk about it now. Okay. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I was raised up in the 80s. Yeah. So that was the thing to do. Working the streets. Always was an entrepreneur. From candy, bringing candy to school, mm-hmm. to, to, to to shining shoes. That's how far I go back. Yeah. yeah. Always was an entrepreneur. Just had it. Didn't know. I used to hide it and try to be a regular person just mm. regular guy joe blow go to work and i just it just came out yeah yeah i just couldn't do it no more i tried to just go to work get a five to nine yeah oh the average thing the average guy yeah and it just you know as, even as a kid just the average kid but uh i found myself wanting going into a store not wanting to buy a pair of sneakers going into a store trying to Think how I can own the store. Mm, that's real. Yeah, like I would go into places and be like, "All right, I brought a watch, but how can I just? I want to buy the store. I want to ha- own the store. Yeah. Like, how yeah. can I have this watch without paying for it? Right, right. Not abs- not stealing it, but how can I g- obtain this without right. actually going in my pocket and paying for it? Yeah, that was my mind. Yeah, growing up as I was, I was like a leader of my crew, my little boys, my homeboys. Yeah, whatever I come up with, let's do this. All right, we doing this? Uh, okay. From there, I made a couple of little money, and then I went into the clothing business. Yeah, I don't even know if you ever heard of the, the Coliseum it's, on Long Island. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a shopping center in uh, Queens, New York. Okay, okay. I went into that, purchased a lot of bootleg and. Was selling it out of there for years, for a couple of wow. years. I still was fighting barbering because I would cut my friend's hair, but we I was doing it for free. Yeah. Last time, you know, right. you drink a beer. You're just hooking them up. Just hooking them up. Lying and I up, still was fighting it. I was fighting it. I was like, I don't want to do this. And they just keep coming and asking me to cut their hair. Right. I still was fighting it. I said, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to leave that business alone. Closing business is a very hard business because yeah. of style. Style just change, style, changing. Like you yeah. have to be financially able to change with the styles. Like uh, this week is Gucci. Next week is Fendi. Mm, yeah. So you have a lot of clothing that people's not wearing now. So now it's dead stock. Right, right. So yeah. I found it to be made some money. I dress good. Dress <laughs> I good. bet. I, <laughs> I bet. very well. Yeah. So you would go buy the clothes at a discount. Purchase the clothes, yes. And you would buy it in bulk. Like, you would buy yes. it, like... Yeah. You would buy... Need um, sweatsuits at right. bulk. And in bulk, then yeah. they'll be in for a month. <clears> and <throat> next thing you buy, two, three hundred... Nobody's wearing a Steedus no more. Everybody's <laughs> wearing Nike. So you, so you would sometimes be stuck with inventory that you couldn't yes. move. Because nobody get, was I was, I was too young to get the contracts. Like, you yeah. know... I learned all the, like, uh, how it works. Right. Like, uh, they wasn't letting too many young black people get into selling their merchandise at, yeah. back in the 80s. Like yeah. You just had to purchase it wholesale. Yeah. Hot, whatever way you could get it, try to 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Have you can get it. Yeah. yeah. And try to make something out of it. Yeah. So then, so from that, like, tell me the story of how you went from just hustling, doing whatever you could do to make a dollar to owning a barbershop, owning your first barbershop. Ah, she's all right. Let me start. All right. So you figure the clothing business. We jump from there. And my friends just kept hounding me. Can you cut my hair? My mother, you can't have these people keep knocking on our door. Like, oh, mm. night. You you got to get there. Go get, get the corner barbershop. <laughs> and I, I went down about, I think his name was Mr. Clyde or Bill. Bill Clyde. And I'm um, pretty old guy. And I went there, rode my bike there and started working for him. At his shop, at a, that's a, but yeah, he owned a shop and you were working. The there. old school barbers didn't have no respect for young school barbers. Interesting. Like if you was young and you cut hair back in eighties, nineties, yeah, the older barbers didn't like you. Why? Like, why was that? They felt threatened. I guess. Like, Interesting. You were a kid. You don't know. What you okay. Know what I mean, it was that you yeah. have to have seniority to really. Yeah. Now you come in the shop, you can start, just start and start working. Right. Back then, you had to. Take out the garbage. Like you prove to, yourself. You got to earn yeah. your stripes. Like Before earn your you spot. can even get on, get in the, cl- the, the cut here. Before you can even get like a chair. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I did that for about a month. I went down, worked for this guy. This guy sent me to the store and pick up his cleaners. and Taking advantage, <laughs> man. <laughs> Taking up. advantage. So uh, <laughs> I worked for him for about a month. Yeah. And then one day he sent me to the store to get a slice of pizza. Funny story. And I was done with this. I said, I can go home and cut here. I can just go anywhere in my other friend's house and cut here. And I, he sent me to the store to get a pizza. And I took the cheese off the, lift the cheese off the pizza and put all the hot green red peppers. Oh, like jalapenos or like habanero. What? Underneath his cheese. <laughs> so I bring it back. It's hot steaming. He's sitting in a chair and he's drinking his soda and he's got his cigar and he jumped and he bit into it. And that was my last day. <laughs> so did you do that knowing that it was like... Yeah, that, I did that because he, he just took advantage of me. I would never do that to a, kid, so a young kid that have yeah. some type of ambition or a skill. Right. To send him to my cleaners and get my cleaners and wash my car and... Pick up my niece and oh, this guy, he did me dirty. And, and I said, I'm going to get this guy. I'm going right. to burn up his mouth. Kick me out. Oh, man. So now I'm cutting out a, a one of my friend's house. His mother told me I got to go because it's too much. I mean, yeah. people was knocking, hanging out, drinking and smoking weed. Yeah. You know, that was a big thing back then. Now weed is nothing but that was bad. Right, you, you're right. doing drugs. Right, you're right. You're doing drugs. Right. You can't have these drugs in my house. Right. I did what I had to do. Like, I cut, I hustled, I do whatever I had to do. I think I had uh, about maybe twenty-five to $30,000 saved. I opened my own shop. Hmm. Wow. Maybe 17, 17, 17 years old. Wow. So you had that saved up. You had twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 saved Back up then, at 17. That was easy. You had yeah. a lot of money in the streets. So I saved my money. I found the building. And the guy, he did me pretty good. Uh, Tr- I think he was Trinidadian. He owned the cleaners in the back, and he had a little barber shop on 148th in Jamaica in Hillside Avenue. Mm. I don't think the building was ever used. Oh, wow. And he was like, yo, I'm going to give you this. He overcharged me. I didn't know. I was young. And uh, 
I took my money, overspent, overspent. I didn't know what I was doing. And then you had to you had to find barbers, right, to Once, to get in there. I mean, did you- I mean, the barbering business back then was like you was like a drug dealer. How so? The the income, the income you would make. I see. No overhead. It's just labor. You're buying labor. Yeah. You got one barber shop in a whole neighborhood. It's not like it is now where you have. You got like six on the six same barber street. shops yeah. on on one block. And yeah. Back then, I had a barber shop on 148th, and uh, I had the whole neighborhood. Wow. The nearest one was probably a good seven miles. Wow. So now, you picture a guy 17 years old, barbershop, a whole neighborhood surrounding within five miles to six miles, maybe 10 miles within where you at. So you have the whole neighborhood. Right. You're making money. Wow. Yeah. I mean, my Jesus. I, I, How much did you make in a day? I might have left out of there, and you figured probably the 90s a day, like Five hundred dollars a day in a day. Wow, in a day. That's wow. just me. Yeah, just that you. was just me. Not even like not you. even employees. And then they yeah. seen what type of money I was making. So, like, go back yeah. to the question you was asking me as far as barbers. They see what I was driving. Right. They see how I was dressing. Right. They want it in. Right. Right. You know, people attract to finance. They see this guy. He has a successful business. First thing they're gonna do is if they can if they can do the job they want to work there. Yeah, let me do it. So yeah. that was the easy part. Right. Driving, you figure at 19, 18 years old, I'm driving. Jeez, what I had? Bima, five, seven, maybe eighteen years old. Eighteen. Eighteen years wow. old. Wow. A BMW at Man. eighteen. You talking about ninety? Guys still on bikes. My friends are still <laughs> taking bikes Dang. and trains. Yeah. I got a coupe, European model. Yeah. BMW. Yeah. Rims, BMWs, the system, you Damn. name it, I had it in there, whatever you needed. Damn. You could have knocked on the wall and the drink fell out. I yeah. really put a lot of money into it. Yeah. You know, you're young, you know. You just spend on whatever. You're spending. Like, you yeah. don't really think about. Like investments. Yeah, the investments. Stuff, yeah. You know, you're seeing your friends, they buying this stuff, so Stunt. you buying yeah. it. Yeah. You're thinking this is the way to go. Yeah. So how did you go about getting the crew like like how long did it take you to fill that was it quick like to get people uh, other other barbers in the shop did it take i you was on 148th and uh, i believe it took me about a good month not even that to get a barber and then another one came yeah i was doing so well i had left the barber shop and i would just let them pay for the chair and they was paying me and the rent for the, the actual space just by just the the what they were paying for the chairs yes was taking care of your rent everything rent mm, wow. and i and i was probably leaving with a profit just off maybe of, 500 dollars a week 600 700 a week and that's le- not, without over. me being there le- left over from yes. just them paying for their chairs yeah, yes wow and that's with um you said with like at, at the time you had it's like, like three Three, four. About four, four barbers. One passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. At the peak, at the peak, it was four barbers. Maybe five. At the peak, I'm probably six. Five or six. Okay. Yeah. But at wow. uh, the end part, I think four. Because I stopped paying them. I I stopped paying attention to the business. Hmm. Did that? Did that come around and bite you? Like, did anybody yes, yes, try to yes. sneak? Like, I mean, I I try I to steal from you or try to screw you over. I could have put more into it. Yeah. I was young. Yeah. So I, it was fun. 
Yeah. It wasn't a biz. It wasn't a job to me. It was a hustle. Yeah. Did you love it? Yeah, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? What did you love about it? Like what was it for you? I can go to lunch anytime I wanted. You had the freedom. Yes. Freedom. I can go to lunch at. Uh, yeah. 215, 616, <laughs> 617. I can return, you know, 730. Yeah, whenever, yeah. And uh, my head was big. I was young. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't have much guidance. Like, my dad, he was a hard worker. So, my dad, I think my, my, I might have got the entrepreneurial spirit from him because he owned a business. He uh, worked for sanitation. That was a state job oh, I see. in New York. Yeah. Owned a restaurant and drove cab. Wow, okay. Yeah, so yeah. he didn't really have that much time. Yeah. He owned a restaurant. He worked for, his, okay, sanitation department. Yes. Owned a restaurant. Yes. What kind of restaurant? Soul food. Soul food. Ooh, figured you'd say that. Yeah, soul food. So, owned a restaurant. Yeah. And On Sutton Boulevard, if anybody's listening, they know it. It was called WH. Wow. Mm-hmm. And drove a cab. And drove a cab. You would see this guy in the morning, and you see this guy at night. You see this guy in the morning. You see this guy at wow. night. Wow, yeah. But our light stayed on, our refrigerator stayed full. Wow. And back then, sanitation was a good job. Yeah. Yeah, it still is. It still is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, well, they union. got private sector sec- now, yeah, but you in can New join York. Yeah, union and all that. Yeah, New York, that was big money. Yeah. So, so like, so you had kind of taken a step back. You kind of let the, your hands off with the business. Yeah. How did you see that, like, come to bite you like did people try to steal from you or like I, I, anything uh, like that i'm gonna name any names i can i would have if i'd have stayed with it i would have had a chain by now wow okay you understand yeah like i would have had a chain if i really took it like at the time and the type of income and the sauce that i had i i would have a chain of them hmm. to this okay. day yeah wow so that's how it bit me wow okay. yeah so what what ended up happening with that shop uh, she's, I got a little bigger. I got a little bigger. The guy, the guy, the Trinidad guy, he ended up having a stroke. Oh. The building started to lapidate, and I end up going on, um, I think that is, uh, Parson Boulevard. Shortcuts. I opened a shop on Shortcuts on, um, Parson Boulevard in Queens. Yeah. I did very well. Yeah. Still was fighting. I didn't want to be known as a barber. Yeah. Still fighting it. I just wanted to be known as a businessman. Right. But my talent overshined my business sense. So still fighting it. Still fighting it. Did yeah. very well for years. Very well. Houses, cars, kids. They my kids never wanted nothing. Uh yeah. Did well. Did well. So, at what point did you feel like you learned how to how to effectively like manage a barbershop, like financially? A lot of mistakes. Yeah, especially when you weren't learning by by mistakes, not by. It it costs a lot. Like people go to college, and a lot of people say you paid all that money to go to college. No, they paid for a lesson, something that costs. Because if right. you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to do something and you don't have the knowledge of it, you're going to pay. Yeah. You might don't look like, seem like you're paying, but you're going to pay. So I went through that. I lost. I purchased a lot of things, high item things, cars, cribs, lost out. 
didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. A lot of money, fast money. So you, you're doing a lot of different things. You think it's just gonna come it's just gonna come. Yeah. You spend the lesson, it, you know you'll make it again. Yeah, the lesson is, you know, but now I feel like you just have to from my bad experience, it makes me successful now. Right. Right. So at that at that second shop, did you was it at the second shop that you I, started to like learn how to like manage the finances of a barbershop? Still, still dumb. But was it like still dumb? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a I got a nice car. I got a I got a nice jury. I'm thinking I'm successful. I mean, what yeah. is success? I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Question. Like, I felt like the biggest thing I lost out on was my kids growing up. You were always. I financially they was financially. Well, that did the same thing my dad did to me. He yeah. financially well, mm, wow. but the physical part, that is the success. Yeah. The time, the, the memories that you spend with them, that wow. is the true success. That's real. So I missed out. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I, I get it. I have two two little girls at home. And man, every minute. It's grind mode right now for me. Yo, like It's grind time where man, I just want to grow know, the business. But... Don't, but don't lose the like you you don't lose the, the purpose yeah. the goal yeah you, you you watching the vision you got the vision you want you're going towards where you want to go but don't lose the goal yeah you know what I mean because yeah you can it's easily lights is on the kids is happy Christmas yeah. is this and the, yeah the mortgage paid and the, the more the, the car note is paid sometimes you lose vision when yeah. it comes to your kids. Yeah. Like time. Yeah, time. quality actually quality quality time. time with them. Yeah. Yeah. I I missed a lot of like my dad once in a while took me to football games and uh stuff like that, but I missed a lot of that that I should have done. Yeah. To more connect with them. Right. I raised them from a chair. Yeah. I wow. raised them from a, from the barbershop. They right. came there, their mother wanted this, here you go. Yo, you want to go here? All right, here you go. Here you go. Hey, take them. Huh, here you go. Your aunt want to take you here. Here's the money for y'all to go. Here's the clothes. Just eat, get whatever you want. So you re- I raised them from the barbershop. Yeah, wow. It's a lot of cons- it's time consuming. Yeah. This business can be very time consuming. Yeah. I like to, I don't, because I'm being old school barber, I don't like the direction it's going. But I do respect the direction it's going. Yeah, yeah. The younger barbers are making you make appointments because they value in their time. Yeah. I don't think I valued my time. Yeah. The older barbers, we didn't value our time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's really stuck up, conceited. I don't even like it. But it's, it, it, now they can value their time and they know how to spread it around with their kids and their family. Right. Instead of... You sitting in the barbershop 20, uh, 12 hours a day. Just wait, waiting. Waiting to yeah. somebody feel like getting a haircut. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I, I like the game the way it is now. I think it's oversaturated. Yeah. I think a lot of people didn't pay their dues. I like it the way they doing it, but in a way, my old school tells me this is this is not cool. Like like you, like sometimes you don't want to make an appointment. You want to stop by. You're yeah. driving by. You see this place open. Let me get a haircut. Yeah, right. So the Flex Razor. Oh, right. Okay. All right. We talked through the first barbershop. You know, we know what happened with that. Then right. we moved to the next, the second barbershop, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, second barbershop. You were still doing well. Yeah. But at that point in time, like you still, 
you still felt like you you hadn't really learned how to manage a barbershop quite didn't yet. Didn't know what I was doing. And so, I don't even think I completely know what I'm doing to this day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is this at this point you're you're 17, 18. Uh-huh. You're still not quite 20 yet. Yes. Uh, at the second barbershop. Yes. And then from from that point on, you you left New York to move to Pennsylvania. No, sir. Absolutely not. I lived in I lived in a couple of states. Okay. I opened a business up in Virginia. Okay. Had a little clothing store in Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia or Southern yeah, uh, Virginia? Uh, Norfolk. Oh, no, Norfolk. I lived on Tidewater Drive. Norfolk, Virginia. Southern. Yeah. By Virginia Beach. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Northern Virginia. I had a so. Jamaican guy that uh, he sold a lot of weed. Convinced me to go down there. And we, he sold his weed and I sold my clothes. I opened a store. <laughs> clothing store and he sold weed out the store. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, what do you want? Man? I mean, what, <laughs> can't ask for me here. Like, <laughs> I think trying to make a dollar here, man. Come on, trying to make a dollar here. Come on, don't judge me, man. No, I was no, young. It's a judgment free zone, man. Yeah, yeah. Judgment free zone. Judge we yeah, ended up going yeah, down yeah, there. Accepted and here. Stayed a couple of years. Yeah. Figured out it didn't have a future. So drugs and that, that wasn't a barbershop. Just it, it was a it was it was a salon. Okay. It was, whatever it is that day. It was Whatever a salon, barbershop, barbershop, clothing store. Yeah, and weed. And a weed dispensary. Yeah. We'll call it a dispensary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dispensary. dispensary. Oh, man. And so that, that lasted, what, a couple of years? A couple of years. Yeah. Found out, well, figured it out, like, this doesn't have a future. Yeah. I watched a lot of buddies of mine. We went down to Virginia together and never came back. Yeah. they pro- It's some guys that I know that's still in Virginia that's locked up from from the nineties. Mm, wow. Yeah, because you got to remember that's a federal state because of yeah the yeah. The, the military. Yeah, so it's not that. they crimes is not yeah. uh, state. It's military. It's uh, federal. Yeah. yeah. So it is what it is. So from Virginia, what was what was next after Virginia? Went back to New York. Back to New York. Go back to New York. Gotta go back to New York. What do you mean? I so, can't leave New York, man. So, so you moved People back to New me. York, and did you? So when you left to go to Virginia, your barber shops were closed at that no, point. No, I in had. Time, the, but you had them still running. Yes, yes, yes. Still running. Yes. And you had people you trusted. Yeah, that the same were guys, same same knuckleheads. Same crew from uh, yeah. from the first barbershop. Yeah, same knuckleheads. <laughs> Knuckleheads, stay my man's. I love them. Knucklehead, you knuckleheads, brother. <laughs> These guys, man. And so, so I come near. So let me give you instance, please. Yeah, please. Saturday day. Yeah. Saturday, hottest day of the barbershop. Best day at the barbershop. Probably the week yeah. before Thanksgiving. Everybody wants. Everybody to wants to fuck. These guys. I I leave them now. And I'm going back and forth. I'm staying in Virginia. I come down. I sneak down one night. Just drive up in my car. I stay in a hotel. And I, I sing about a shop, pick up the money. They didn't know I was coming because I usually come a certain time or I call them. Right. I come there Saturday, 12 o'clock. These guys is in the back of the shop. Lights off. Girls in the back. Smoking weed. Oh, man. Horrible business partners. Horrible oh, practice. Practice. These guys is partying. They got strippers. I'm like, yo, what, what's happening? <laughs> these aren't the same guys that you're, you're, you're with now, right? No, a- absolutely not. These, <laughs> these guys, these guys is gone and got kids. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have told y'all a story. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't drop any names. Oh, yeah, that's true. We didn't drop any yeah. names. Nobody knows. Absolutely. And I mean, knuckleheads, we was all knuckleheads, so don't take it personal. Yeah. So, so 
you moved back to New York. Moved back to New York. Did you did you then open up another shop? Like at that point in time, how many shops did you have? One a store up in Virginia with clothing. You still had the store. You didn't close the store in Virginia no, when you left. Virginia. So you kept the store in Virginia. Yes. And it was like weed. The guy was closed. still selling. The guy was still dispensing weed. Yes. Dispensing. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Let's get, let's get it right. Yeah. I mean, come on. And then I had a, the clothing I was selling out of the Coliseum. All this is going on at one time. So Coliseum, barbershop, barbershop. in New York, and then clothing store in Virginia. Yes. Then you come back to New York. Mm-hmm. And how long were you there for before you then left to go? Back to Virginia. Back, oh, you went back to Virginia after that? Yeah, I went back. I and love what, Virginia. What, what made you go back? Did, did, you just, you have just, you ever been to Virginia? I'm from Virginia, bro. Oh, I love Virginia. I'm from Virginia. But you I'm, from, they, I'm from Northern Virginia, though. You know, that used B- to be my retirement, retirement state. It's a good state. Yo, I, I promise you, since I was a kid, I always wanted to live in Virginia. So you just went back because you loved it? Or was I, it like I loved something it else bringing you back there? And the females and the college and... You know, I ain't go one day to college, but I hung out with the college kids, college girls. You know not gonna, I mean? I'm not going to ask any other questions nah, about that. Right. You know what I mean? It's Virginia. Yeah. You know Virginia is prime? Yeah. I don't know, even know if it's like that now. Is it? Is it still fun in Virginia? I... Then y'all had the Freak Nick yeah. and... Uh, I mean, Virginia is... Virginia Beach and... I was more northern Virginia, yeah. but uh, I, I enjoy it. It's still, it's still, still I popping. love Virginia. Yeah. That's one of my... Like, my states, I just can't get along with their law. I see. I like, see. Like, they tra- They just too much with the traffic. Like, mm, they I pull see. you back. Yeah. They really hard on that speeding. Virginia. Oh my God! Well, especially Southern Virginia. Oh my. Southern Virginia is crazy Jeez, with that. That's, that's Northern Virginia to... is not as bad. I I guarantee I must have racked up. It's uh, it's bad down there. Twenty six hundred dollars worth of moving violations. It's and, bad, and they don't give you a uh, uh, hundred dollars. They give you seven hundred dollar tickets for <laughs> going thirty miles over seven hundred dollars. And they make the court date on your birthday. Yeah. To ensure that you won't show yeah. up. Especially it's messed if you live out of state. It's messed up, it's messed up man. It's they would make up. you go come to court instead of paying a ticket. They'll make you up. drive all the way. That's one of the reasons why I don't like Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But I have a buddy down there now. Todd. What's up, brother? So in the in this time, did you between back and forth, New York, Virginia. Now you're probably what, like early mid twenties. Yeah. Did you did you open up any other shops or business? You you kept the three. Yes, the three businesses going on. And then what happened with those with those three? Did those three? It took care of my lifestyle. For how long? For a good five, six, seven, maybe eight, maybe okay. nine years. Okay. I it so, just so took like care late, of my lifestyle. Late twenties like, into your thirties. Yeah. It it would it stayed at a steady stream of income. It never, it never fluctuated. It never, it just stayed at a certain level, and I yeah. felt like I was not. You ever come to that point where you're not? You feel like I've been going through that lately. Like you're not growing. You just you feel complacent. Like you're yeah, just like, like you, stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I've been going through that lately. So how do you like when you? That's actually a good, a good. I think a, something good to just park on for a second because that that's something that I feel like. As a as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you know we're we're, we're gonna get to that point. And especially someone like me, who's newer along my journey, if you could just kind of speak to that a little bit, as far as how do you how do you handle that? How do you deal with that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner? Uh, how does that impact how you manage your businesses? Does it does it does it impact you in a way where you start making decisions that aren't the best decisions? Yes. Or how do you how do you how do you, you go deal into with that? different stages of your life? And if you're not strong enough, you won't be able to pull back. Well, how do you? What do you mean? In what way? 
if you're not surrounded right around the right people, yeah, you will fall into a lot of negative energies. If you can mm. understand that, yeah, yeah, hanging out, drugs, because you have a lot of freedom. Yeah, drinking, doing, getting into things that you wouldn't normally get into. Yeah, so you must surround yourself around positive people or positive energy, because it's so in a quick second as an entrepreneur, you can always get into be around someone with negative energy, and they'll lead you into failure. Yeah, I mean, so so when you when you hit that point when you were feeling like okay, the money's coming in, it's steady, but man, I'm not growing. I'm feeling like I'm stuck. Like I, I want to grow. I want to do the next thing, the next big thing. Like, what what was that? How did you deal with that? What was the what was the next move for you? Or what did you? Uh, how did you respond Reinv- to that? Reinvent yourself. Reinvent yourself. How did you? That's do why How'd I go you- through different changes. Like I've been. Into different businesses. Yeah. I love to have my mind, like I love to take something and watch it grow or make it grow. Because I have been in predicaments where people have told me, cannot, that's not going to work. And I turned it all the way around. You know, some people get off on certain things. Yeah. That's one of my things. That's one of your things. Yeah. That's that's like Michael Jordan. So, so at that time, you come back to New York, you had your three businesses, and now you're into your 30s. Like, what did you do next? Like, what what happened next? I lingered around, party like a Jesus. I I gave a lot of money, strippers, strippers, <laughs> strippers, and alcohol. <laughs> how long? So, how long did that last? Like, Jeez, about another two, three years. Two, three years. Yeah. So now you're like in the mid, you know, your mid thirties. Yeah, now. I'm thirty six. I'm. I gotta leave New York. I can't do you this. Gotta get out of there. I gotta go. Change your circle. I gotta go. These guys, these are my mans. I love them. I'm not. We going to jail. We can go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to die. Somebody, yeah, something's right. going to. This is not going to turn it's out. Not good. sustainable. This is not going to be a good. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I took on another challenge. I took on another challenge. I sold everything. Wow! All three, to all three businesses, and we moved to Atlanta. All three businesses. So you the sold barbershop. I came. I told. A, I told one of these guys. Let's check this out. Let me tell you about this guy. Wait, you sold Virginia. Hold on, and me, both spots you, in New York. I'm gonna tell you how I did it. Yeah, it was a guy that worked for me, Spanish guy. Yeah. I never dressed, brought beans and rice to work every day, rode a bicycle. Yeah. All my other guys that worked there, these guys, everybody's sitting out there with brand new cars, jewelry, women, not on yeah. partying, we eating good, bottles, coming to work with uh, champagne. This guy, I told this guy, I told everybody, actually, I sat down with everybody, I was like, yo, I'm leaving New York. They yeah. begged me. They begged me, like, yo, why are you, you bugging? You're leaving New York. You, you can't do this, bro. We we get money. like. Yeah. And it was the Spanish guy, quiet dude. And I told him, I put the price out there, how much I was selling it for. Yeah. You know, this guy came in two days later with like $100,000 in a shoebox. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Shoebox. Wow. He wanted that. He wanted that shop. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, he's he was making ready. good money. He was I'm ready. talking about everybody in my shop had brand new cars. He's so making he, good money. So he 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 gave you a hundred k in cash, a hundred thousand dollars in cash. In cash. But, whoa, 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 for the for oh, the wait a minute for the building no, or for no, the business for, for the, the business for the business the business. I Got mean, it. that's how much money was going there. His name is Buddha. That's how much money was going through this place, like on the average. Wow. On the average, like each in, barber in, in, in probably the, in the made in a year. Yeah, I think that place probably made a. 
about four hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow! And, each and barber, revenue. each barber, had to make at least eighty to to a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Is that so? That four hundred k is that revenue or profit? Revenue. Revenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before you pay your yeah. bills and your yeah, lights, everything. all that stuff. Wow. You got you got two girlfriends. You got two baby mothers. You got yeah. You know you yeah. know. Yeah. You're paying for you paying you eating out every night. You, you movies and Chinese clubs food. and bottles and you know what I mean and, and your car angry. and kids. That's easy. So so you okay? So he gives you a shoebox. So I, tell, I go I go I say yo, I say yo. I sat everybody down. Who want this? I don't got it, man. All right, well, can I give you some and pay you later? And the guy was like, yo, I got you. And I put out a ridiculous number. I didn't even think I was going to get it. I, I, really, I really was shooting for like 60. Like I was, 60K. I had an estimate. And I, I wasn't even doing books. I wasn't even do, doing books back then. Like calculating. Like, like accounting or bookkeeping. I had it all in my head. That. So I was figuring. I was, I was doing no less than. I wasn't getting. I was leaving that place with less than no less than 60. And he gave you 100K. I put out 100K. Three days later, he was told. Wait, well, with that day, he told me, "Yo, I, I'm a, can I talk to you?" I'm, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. What's what's up? Yo, you serious? Three days later, this guy rides his bike with a backpack <laughs> with a shoebox for hundred k. I think it was ninety six thousand. I asked for hundred. He gave me, I think ninety three or ninety six thousand. Wow, cash and then what, and five dollars and twenties. Oh gosh. So how long did it take me to count this? <laughs> it took you a little minute. Yeah. Get you a money counter. Yeah. So then what about the Coliseum? I gave the clothes to, to, to the African guy, sold it to him basically cheap. The guy that was working for me, mm. basically what I paid for it, I lost on that deal. I lost. Yeah. And I, matter of fact, put it this way. I went to the store one day and went shopping. I got all my kids' mother's clothes, Gucci shoes and sneakers and hats and little Louis Vuittons and my kids. Got me, I had a trunk full of name brand clothes and I told him, give me a couple of dollars and this is yours. So I, wow. I really walked away. I lost on that deal, but I, mm-hmm. I got everything I wanted. He was happy. And that was like a, that was like a store in a mall kind yeah, of thing? Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a flea market. like a, um, Yeah, and so you had like a booth. Yes, a booth, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and then the store in in this the store in Virginia. Yeah. Did you sell that? I didn't sell it. I got a couple of dollars for a couple of years, but I didn't have to work there. I didn't have to show up. Yeah. The Jamaican guy ended up doing very well, selling a lot of weed, and he would send me whatever I needed. Yeah. Once in a while, I call him, "Yo, send me." Oh, no problem. Blow it, loud, me. I sent it. <laughs> go pick it up. <laughs> go U.S. and Union. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Western Union. Oh man! I would come anytime I cut through Virginia. I would go see him and give me a couple of thousand. Good yeah. guy. He ended up being an alcoholic, but he could sing. This guy, man, oh, this wow. guy, can wow. tell you, very nice guy. He ended up going getting deported back to Jamaica. And oh uh, man, I know his daughter to this day. Wow. As a matter of fact, I seen his daughter at my son's baby shower. Wow. Yeah, I know his daughter's. I knew this guy's. Real good guy. I think he should have did his daughter a little better, but whatever. Who am I to judge? So you were living. So you moved to Atlanta. Yeah. At that time, and then what? What, so what did I you drive, do in Atlanta? I I go I go back. You to drive New York. your BMW. No to... no no no. Now, <laughs> I go buy two brand new cars. Not brand new, but but new for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I end up getting rid of the Beamer, and I think I brought a Audi A8, mm. but I got that from a police auction. The car okay. was going for that's smart. That's smart. The car was going for at the time for eighty thousand dollars. I brought it for ten thousand dollars. There you go. On an auction on Van Wick Avenue and at a police auction. Police auctions are the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I make boy. I couldn't even afford that car. Yeah. Yo, bro, the car broke. The tranny went on the car. It was ten thousand dollars. And you, you paid talking about 10, the ninety two thousand yeah. early two thousand man. Yeah. No, I I left the car there. I told the guy, yo, give me a couple of dollars to keep the car. Wow. Yeah. I only so, paid 10 for it. I think he gave me eight. Man. I drove it as much as I could, and why well, fix it? Wow. I mean, that's the deal. Yeah. But So you go to Atlanta, and what do you do there? I party for the first two strippers. Strippers now. How are you making money? I got a hundred thousand dollars. I got another twenty thousand dollars, and I got income coming in. Income coming from where? From the the guy in other, Virginia. Other places, other sources. We don't want to get into that. But <laughs> all right, so that's that's a couple of years, and then you stay in Atlanta yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. How long did you stay in Atlanta for? Uh, I lived there for five years. Loved it. Loved it. And you start any any yeah, shops down that's there? That's what I did. Okay. I partied for a year, mm-hmm. got it all out of my system, yeah. and I opened up four barbershops. Four shops? Yeah. Within within a short period of time, I wasn't even expecting it. Wow. Like, that was not my goal. Wow. That was not my goal. Let, let's let's I, talk about that. I want to hear about this right. story here. So the four goal, barbershops. The goal was to stay busy. Yeah. I couldn't stay home and drink all night and go party all night and then sleep all day. Right. I was like, all right, I'm not a barber. Let me open a barber shop. Went down there, met this guy, Keith Nelson, still deal with him, my boy. <laughs> opened the shop and did well. A couple of guys came in. They was paying rent. I was doing well. Went to the other side of town, opened another one. What, what's the time frame between when you opened the first and now, the second? Now, I'm here five years. I accomplished this within five years span. I have four... Barber, wait, three barbershops in a salon in, four, in a five-year span. But between the first shop and the second shop, what was the, the like? The span? Yeah. I was young, so I was moving fast. Mm. I don't even think, I think the first shop was paying for the second shop. But it was in the same year that you opened yeah, that second one? Yeah, about a year and a half, maybe a year. So a year and a half between the first shop and the second shop? Yeah. Okay, so you open up the second shop. Is it the same size as the first one? Is it? It's better. It's better, so it's I bigger. Improved. I improved. Now I know how to move around Virginia. I mean, um, Atlanta, and I know where to get what I need to do to make it look the way that I need it to look. Yeah, you have connections. You yeah. have a, a yeah. network. Yeah. Now I know who to talk yeah. to. I can get this off of that back of that truck for half. Right. Um, you know. And so at this point in time, are you finally starting to understand, like, the bookkeeping, the accounting, yes. kind of find it behind now, barbershops? Now, now I'm at the mode of... Wait a minute, I have something here. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hmm. Now I got into saving money. Because right. before, it was just make it today, I'll make it back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, spend it and just yeah. make it back. Yeah, yeah. I'll make it back. Yeah. And yeah. so so what 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 is the, like if, you're, if you could give a piece of wisdom to folks who are trying to do the same thing, as far as the accounting and the finance portion specifically, like, if you can, what what did you learn that was if, a, that was a game changer? This for you? is 
not a business. If you cannot save money, this is not the business for you. If you cannot control your spending, you should not be on into this type of business because it's a cash business every day. Yeah. If you're the type of person that can't say a, a dollar burns your pocket, you're just going to spend circles, go around circles. You're going to work harder to make more money, to spend more money. Yeah. And uh, that's the best advice I could tell someone. And like, and so what was the game changer for you on the finance and accounting side of things? As far as like running, like managing, managing a shop. I realized I was the boss. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't that I, friend. Nah, <laughs> you were the I boss. had to really realize like I'm the man. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. I thought I was just yeah. making money. So what what was the type of things that you changed once you realized I that you were the boss? Start saving and putting my money away for better, living better, understanding what money is. I helped out a lot of people. I felt like I had a goal, but I didn't know what it was. Oh yeah, like you got something. God got something planned for you, but you can't. You trying to figure it out, but you don't want to rush it. So I went into a lot of different businesses that failed. Interesting. Like I went into a lot of different situations. We was going to started a cleaning company, hmm. didn't work out. Started a truck uh, moving company, didn't work out. Thousands. What else we did? Oh, jeez. A couple of things. Went into a lot of things that didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. So what, as far as like when you figured out like, oh man, I'm the boss. Here. <laughs> like yeah. how, what, what, what do you feel like changed in like your management style and the way that you approached Being like, more responsible. Yeah. Like your kids. So now you're getting older. You're in your 30s. So now you're starting to take life more serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Making different wiser decisions. So it wasn't necessarily like how you managed the the guys that were working for you per se. It was more just your personal yeah. finances and spend yeah. and responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. You know. And so those those businesses, like if you could take away lessons from those businesses that you tried and failed, like what did you learn from those? A lot. Jeez, oh, <laughs> where you want me to start? I mean, <laughs> wherever you want. I didn't get homeless, but it's <laughs> yeah. been a night that I missed a meal. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You missing a meal, but you got a $40,000 car outside. Mm. You live in, in a like a pre-exclusive neighborhood, but you don't got a dollar to go buy some Chinese food. Wow. It's, it's just about managing finance. Yeah. Everything so, else looks good. You know, sometimes people look at things and they look at people and they be like, oh, this guy's really made it or this this woman, she's really got it. But hmm. you really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So it sounds like you're saying that your personal finances really impact your business finances. Like how, Definitely. You, how you go about managing your personal finances is somehow, no matter how you try to stop it, it's going to bleed into your you, business finances. You can be live beyond your means. Yeah. And it's going to impact your businesses. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. impact. Yeah, but like like you said, now we can jump up five years later. Five years later, after you left Atlanta, I left Atlanta. Where did you move from? Atlanta? I it just I was partying too much. I didn't really. You had four shops. Yeah, but I was. And, and then and then after the second shop, then what was the time span between then and the third shop? Maybe a year. Another year, yeah. and then the next year you opened a fourth shop. Yeah. Yeah. And then th when you left Atlanta, did you keep those shops? Yeah, but they went downhill. Okay. Because I still was not focused on 
what I should have been doing instead of what people expect of me. What, what what do you mean by that? I'm I'm living this lifestyle of looking good for everybody else where I should have been more focusing on building the business. Yeah. Yeah. As far as financial financial gain. Right. Like I should have done right. more investing into that the businesses that I already had instead of reaching like I said, sometimes we looking for something else. But it's already there. Like you want, so I'm taking good money and putting it into bad money, mm, like bad investments yeah. and trying to start. Yeah. yeah, instead of focusing on what I have already and building off of that. But it was it came so easy to me, I didn't really appreciate it. Yeah, wow. So it was it was a lifestyle. It wasn't a it wasn't a business. It was a lifestyle. Yeah, of leave when I want, go there when I want. Get money, eat, drive, yeah. get the woman. Until later on, once I left, I really sat down. I went through some changes, and I end up leaving Atlanta. Now, now, when you were before you left Atlanta, and you were you were managing those four shops, like was it was it hard to manage four shops? Uh, basically, it, it, it took care of itself. If you had put the right people in position. Yeah. It'll manage itself. Yeah. But it's not, and I hate to say this about our people, but we, sometimes some people be put in good positions, but they really don't know where they can go in the position. They don't know they what just to do looking, with it. Yeah. They looking for what I can get tomorrow. Right. How much I can make or which way. So they taking out, they're not giving me what I need to take care of the bills. Right. Right. So I'm not paying attention to it. The first one. I end up closing, and that was the less least expensive one. Right. I end up closing because it it took too much of my time. Yeah. And I then tried to combine the second one with the first one with the same employees, and it did not work. Oh, you tried to share employees between the barbershop. Yeah. So I closed down one because I was like trying to condense. All of them into one, and so I can get my money in one pot. Right. right, right. Instead of I gotta go over here, pay the lights for there, and the rent over there, and the rent over here, yeah. and the rent over there. You know what I mean? So I condensed the two, and it did not work. Catastrophe. Why? When I tell you catastrophe, and and this is something that I I refuse to do, and I just did it recently, and it's it's caused the way it is set up. Women and men cannot function together in a salon and barbershop in one room oh yeah they would have to be in a separate room. separation it has to be just the drama oh she's i was the uh, referee of the, the, the year oh my gosh now imagine you live in your own lifestyle your own life and then you gotta come there and break up fights all day yeah no no way nah I'm, i'll pass yeah that's that was that was ooh, very stressful time wow yeah. So it, it kind of imploded on itself. Yeah. Because of just drama and Too personalities yeah, and all that. Clashing, the girlfriend clashing. and her boyfriend. And working in, the girlfriend, girl, boyfriend working in the, the same boyfriend, shop. boyfriend, the guy that cut hair, his girlfriend said, the girl over there looking, oh, she's, I could tell you some stories, man. Ooh, <laughs> I, I bet you can. Ooh, I, I should write can. a book. Matter of fact, I'm going to think about that. Bit of memoir about stories and stuff that happened in the shop. Man. You should. Yeah. You should. You should write a whole show on that. Uh, 
It was one time. Memoirs tell you a quick of the barbershop. Story. Yeah. Quick story. Quick, quick, quick. It was a guy that come there once a week. Went to one of my barbers. Once a week, every week, faithful guy comes there with his girlfriend every single week. Tip the guy. They hang out, give each other fives, drink a 40, smoke a joint outside, and he leaves. The barber guy decides to mess with the guy's wife or girlfriend. So one day he's in the shop. He's bragging. Yo, you know, messing with this girl. And the guy, friend, was in the shop. Never said a word. Oh, man. Never said a word. Five hours later, the guy comes back with a gun and running us all out the barber shop. Oh man. Yeah. Comes, kick the door open, gun. The the guy that was in there or the, the guy the, All right. So the, the oh, barber the, the guy the guy whose girl he was is, Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So you never like you like I tell people all the time and I always tell my players, watch what you say in the barber shop because you don't know who's related yeah. or who's connected. So I try to keep down a lot of yeah potential drama yeah, yeah potential situations so you like cannot, that. Cannot like if you come to my shop, you'll never hear yeah. me talking about somebody. I yeah, I talk about Jay Z. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, I don't get personal. Like you know, I know Darwin. Darwin lives at uh yeah, and his girlfriend. You, your man might be in there, right? And right. Your uncle might sit there, don't even say nothing, just listen. Right. To and then go back and give a report. Yeah. And then next thing, now me and you fell out. Did he shoot anybody in there? They came nearly. Yeah. This guy kind of bad. Yeah. But he didn't shoot. Act. He shot at people, but he didn't. He didn't actually hit anybody. Yeah. So I can tell you Scary, a lot of more man. incidents, but. No, no, man. That's that's yeah. like. So. So okay, so then so you leave Atlanta and you go back to New York. Yeah, I go back to New York. Back I to love, New York. I'm a New Yorker. I mean, you're a New Yorker, so I'm a New Yorker. So then you're in New York for how I long? I go to New York. I stay there a year. I stay. You start any any new businesses no, while you were there? I'm done. You're done. I just need some rest. And you still just, and at that time you still have what two two or the, three the shops in Atlanta. In Atlanta, and uh, making you some money. Okay. Yeah. You still have how many in Atlanta? You shut down the one. You still have three. Yeah. So now okay. it's, it's two. The two. Oh, you shut down two of them. No, I shut down. You shut, shut down shut, one of them and condensed. Yeah, to two, two. And then I had the salon. Right, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yep, I'm yep. putting them all together and then the salon. But the girls, some girls don't want to work with girls. So they want to stay in the barbershop. Mm, they don't want the drama. Yeah. So and okay. the girls' boyfriends want the drama with the barbers. And then the barbers' girlfriends want the drama with the salon, with the, the females. Man. Ooh, it's messy. I don't know if they still like that anymore, but back then it's messy. Yeah, so 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 then you, after you, you after that year, uh, in New Black York. Ink. No, put Black Ink. Uh, put that time. Put that on um steroids. Black Man. Ink with the girls. Uh, I just I just don't do really tattoos. Watch TV. Tattoos and just, the guys working there. I just don't watch TV yes. like that. Oh, it's really messy. So after so okay so so New York you leave so. After that year in New York, I go to New York. Then you leave when after you leave, no business to start there. And then what do you do after that? You leave New York. I leave New York. Me and my girlfriend, well, my baby's mother, we break up. I go back to New York. She falls off because we break up. She ends up with a guy, and they get homeless. And I bring my kids back to New York while she stays out there. And uh, I don't even. Sometimes I question myself how I got here, but my sister to to Pennsylvania. Yes. So I go back to New York. I stay in with my sister. I got my kids with me. Me, my sister, and my kids, and her kids. We got a house in uh, Long Island. I think it's uh, somewhere in Long Island. Nice, beautiful neighborhood. 
uh, my sister decides to open a salon. In in New York? No, Pennsylvania. Oh, in Pennsylvania, Lehigh Valley. Don't ask me how she got here. Don't ask me who took her here. A lot of New Yorkers come to Lehigh Valley. She comes up with the grand idea. I'm good. Let's open a shop together in Pennsylvania. I got the money. You got the brains. Let's go. And that's how I ended up here. So you open up a shop. You open up a shop with your sister. Yes. She has a salon. You have a barber shop. Yeah. But you have it separated. No, she's controlling the salon. So it's but one thing. She's if, controlling all right, the salon. All right, if you have a salon and barber shop. And you have a female that managed the females, and then right. the males manage the males. Right. Instead of the male managing both of them, right? That's where it gets. You understand? Because be- once works, the females is managing them, it works better that way. The females is going to be with the females. All her complaints is going to her, right? And then all the guys going to come to me, right? And then you can work it out, right? You right? Can, right? You know? Right. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like, like um, Congress. So that, you know <laughs> yeah. So that was your first shop. In, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and then from up on Wine Dot. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Cross from McDonald's, right over here. Okay, Wyandotte, right over here. First one. So then, what 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 happened with that shop? Like, how did that? It was her grand idea, and she. I put up the finance. I fly, I signed a five year lease with some Russians. Okay. Because you know, it's a lot of Russians here. People don't even know that. Okay. They would not let me out the lease. Why did you want to get out the lease? Like, was something was it going it, it downhill? Was, it was her idea. She was supposed to take care of everything. I had the money to take care of it. I didn't have the time to take care of it. Oh, so you didn't want to manage it? No, I wanted so, to come so, in, do pay. This your shop. This our shop. I'll get the barbers. Just do your part. Who? So then, were you planning on managing the barbers? Yes. So you just wanted to manage the barbers. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And, uh, and then live the re- my life and live your life, um, and then she expected you to do more. Yeah, like she expected she, you to. She she. Once we got here, she stayed a month and did not like Pennsylvania and told me she quit and she's not with it. Oh, so you're stuck in the lease now. My she's... name, her her name was not strong enough to get the lease. So your name is stuck on the lease. So I'm stuck on the lease. You have a salon and a and a barbershop yes. that now you're trying to manage. Yes. Because you're stuck in a lease. <laughs> but uh, thank you to Pennsylvania. Because if I never came here, I would have never discovered Flex Razor. I think that's one of the greatest accomplishments that I've done in my life. Well, let's talk about it, man. What, what, so at, at what point in the story does Flex Razor come about? I mean, I, I guess first. Boredom in for, Pennsylvania. First, why don't you just kind of explain to the listeners like what, what Flex Razor is. What the yeah? What 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 is this flex razor product? You guys should Google it. Actually, a flexible razor holder, something that has been brought to the barber business that hasn't changed in five hundred years. You have the straight razor, you have the clipper, and you have a scissor. Main tools of it hasn't changed. It could change names, it could change motors, it could change style, but it's still a scissor. Products, same products, 100 years. Change names, put a different name on it, but it's still the same product. Right, right. Uh, end up creating this product, a flexible razor. Well, you have a, you basically have a, a razor blade, and you put this rubber holder yes. over it, yes, and then now you can bend the razor. And, and so bar- barbers can then yes. use that to get into different 
kind of angles and corners and so it makes it it's a very efficient yes and just kind of makes for a easy sharp cut <laughs> but when you're doing your lineup or you're cleaning it, you're going around different angles yes. and you can bend it and you can kind of get the c c yes. uh, we call designs. this a c cup uh, yes you can get designs all that yeah beautiful google craziest, it guys google it greatest thing i've invented in in the barber game to me and i'm not saying that because i made it it's, it's inventive. Yeah. I won it's the product. Innov- I brought up innovative product from Barnum Brothers. Got a trophy from them. Uh, I think it's 2002, 2003. You said you got a trophy from who? The Barnum Brothers. They are okay. the biggest distributor of product of America. You're not familiar with them because they wholesale to different companies. Yeah. Like like you, you have Apple. But Apple may sell under a sister name of right. uh, grapes. Right. But you as the consumer, you will just buy grapes, but it's really coming from Apple. Sure, sure. So this sure. is like the biggest contributor to the barber business. Those yeah. are the ones that gives the world international hair shows that, that occur in America. Mm, interesting, okay. And overseas. Wow, wow. So when it comes to distribution and uh, products... Yeah, they it don't get no larger. Like they are right. the people to go to. And you got a trophy from them. Yeah. And, the, and the the, did they want to distribute your product? They did. They oh, did. They did. I went my way. I kind of went a different way. I wanted to do it all myself. I didn't want no finance. From I was offered just about seven hundred thousand to to walk away from the product. Really? Yeah, and I turned it down. Yeah. Yeah. So so okay, tell me about how, like, what's the like the inception of this product? Product like, how it came about? Uh, what was it like creating this? Um, where did it come from? All that. Bought them in Pennsylvania. When you say you bought them in Pennsylvania, no, bored them. Oh, bored them. <laughs> you were bored. Oh my <laughs> God, <you> was <laughs> I? How long I've been? Twelve years. So. Was what this the forty one two? I still was partying. I wanted to go yeah. out. I wanted to party. Just, time to sit around, man. I always was into creating things. I was the kid that took the radio apart and tried yeah. to put it back and never put it back together. But tried. <laughs> I've been there. But tried. Been there. I yeah. was that kid. Yeah. So I always was a kid that, like I said, same. It takes you back to the beginning of our, our discussion. The kid that go in the store and try to figure out how to buy the store. Right. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm in the barber game. How? What can I bring to the barber game? Mm. How can I take over the barber game? How can game? I change the game? Yeah. So, yeah. brings you right back to the creatures of habit. So, my thing was, what can I bring to this? I've been in this business 30 years, 20 years. What am I doing? I'm just cutting here. I'm just going to be a regular guy. Just keep cutting here. Nothing. I have nothing to contribute to this. Yeah. Yeah. Whether I can make another shea butter. Right. Or I can make another razor. I can call China and they make this. Like you go into the barber business is basically the same thing. Most most of the products, everything you see is from China. Like I can call up, say, oh, all right, I got a new clipper. I got a new clipper coming out. All you gotta do is take a regular clipper and put my name on it. Right. Same clipper, same motor, same engine, same cord. So I didn't want to go that route. Yeah. So. I was sitting down and I was playing because I used to take the razor without the handle. Yeah. And do little designs and it's, it's for detailing. It's not. Yeah. It's, this razor is not invented to replace the, the straight edge. The straight right. edge. Right. It's for detailing. Right. So 
You can get your car wash, and I always tell people this, or you can get your car detailed. It's right. not the same thing. It's not. It's not. You're paying a little more, but you, you know, you're paying for what you use. Yeah. So I was playing with it, and I felt like it was unprofessional because mm. I would use the bend the razor in my fingers. Yeah. So I wanted to make it more professional looking, mm. plus sanitizing, because you know, sweat from my fingers. If I cut my fingers and then shave, you would have right. razor with my hand. Right. You don't know if I have uh, AIDS. Nothing against AIDS. Right. I have family members, so I'm not saying nothing personal against AIDS. Yeah. Or whatever disease. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. And it's more comfortable. Yes. It's easier to bend it yes. when you have a little rubber. It's more grip professional. Or if I came to you and you sat in my shop and I came at you with a razor in my hand, you'd be like, hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, hey, my man, what's going on here? But if I had a rubber piece on it, you'd be like, oh, that's a tool. Okay, I see right. what's going on here. Right, right. So I sat down and I, I played with it and I went back and forth and I took uh, rubber and silicone and I tried to perfect it. And I end up, I couldn't figure out how to get this done. Like how to practically get make it done. It I had to, I had to, I had the vision. How to perfect the actual product. Yeah. I yeah. had the vision. I couldn't explain it. I drew it. But as if anything that never been seen before, it's hard to describe. It's hard to, yeah. yeah. I cannot describe a, a shining light without you ever seeing a shining light. Right. How right. does a shining light work? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I yeah. try to explain, you'd be like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Your back hurt. So I had the vision. Well, me and this guy are not even talking to this day, and I and I really regret it. The Spanish guy, Manolo. He works for Lego now. This is someone who is a partner of yours or something? He was. I, cons- I didn't consider him a partner. I took him for granted. I didn't give him what he should have got. He, nah, I wouldn't see a partner because it was my idea and my money. But he, what did he want to bring to the table? He drew the plans that was in my head. Ah, I see. So I don't know how much that's worth. Sure. But he was like, hey, I helped bring this to life. Yeah. Like, he was good with measurements. He works for Lego now as uh, one of the uh, representatives for Lego. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So he he helped bring it to life. Yeah. And he wanted to be a partner. Yeah, in the in the process, but you yeah. said no, nah, this is my idea, kind of thing. My idea, and I'm financing it. Right, right. And so, he took that. I'm sure he didn't take that well. He didn't take it well. And it, it, now that I look back on things, I, I I regret. You know, he's not even talking to me this day. Yeah, I love him. I do. Yeah. I mean, if something was to happen to him today, and I would take whatever he, whatever way to finance, to bury him, or whatever whatever way I could, I would. Yeah. He don't know that though. Yeah. But I have a heart for him. Yeah. So I explained to him what I wanted. He drew it out. He math magician. Yeah. Uh, very bright kid. Very, very bright. Very, very, very bright. I don't know about stencils and military. Well, I'm from the streets. Well, I saw right. clothes and cut in. Right. Sky comes <laughs> with his pencil. Right. He got the ruler and the circle ruler and the. the the stats and then and, and I'm telling them what I want and God drew it out, made measurements. I told him how big I wanted. I we took a piece of rubber, I cut it out, and how it's supposed to use. Right. This guy took this thing and drew it out, but I still didn't know how to manufacture it. So you, still yeah. didn't know how to make it. So you had to you had to figure out what materials to use and yes. 
you're sending drawings to China and no. asking who no, can. No, 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 you can't do it like that, brother. It don't. I mean, some people do make the process that, like they they find a manufacturer in China, they but send their drawings. But you gotta have something that China seen before. Sure. You can't send nothing to China that they never done. They're not gonna know what to do. So you're gonna mm-hmm. have to produce like a prototype. The, the prototype here before sure. you send it to China. Sure. Before a watch was made, you can't just say, "Huh, China, make this watch." No, I just, they, I, I just, I've had some friends that just did a little bit different process because they but, did it something I mean? that was made already. And they probably changed it and improved it. It just depends on, I guess, what supply. We don't gotta get into the weeds, but I, I feel what you're saying. I follow no, what you're but saying. Tell, no, yeah. I'm gonna hear what you're saying. Tell no, me. I'm just saying that depends on like what supplier you're using and kind of. Who, I mean, China is, you know, how many billion people there? How yeah. many different manufacturers no, are you, there? But you mean as far as electronics? Building what would like uh, no just like if you you have a product that you're trying to develop um, and trying to have produced uh, you you have an idea of what material you're you're looking yes. to use and you find a manufacturer who what they need is that that manufacturer something similar so if it's a metal whether it's a metal manufacturer or a fabric manufacturer yes, or whatever it is, and you send them the drawings, see if it's yeah, something that they're able to course, produce. I'm just saying that there's, like, I'm talking about a different process, though, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about your process. All right. You know what I mean? Um, so you, you you did a prototype. So, you had the prototype here. So I, I traveled here, California, to get someone to, and I couldn't figure out who I would get to actually do the prototype yeah like i was just, that's why i got stuck yeah like okay so the dot see this is funny so it was a dollar store on wine dot yeah chinese guy gave my plans sent them down there couldn't explain it to them because they <laughs> didn't know what to do like like as far as your situation they knew what to do they didn't they they seen it before or something they were similar to it. But he so just didn't, didn't know. know he didn't know They what couldn't to do. understand right. what am I making. Right. Right. I end up brainstorming. I don't know what came to me that day. And I came up with a jeweler. Mm, interesting. Who yeah. can make this a jeweler? Because they deal with a lot of that rubber. I don't know if I watch TV. I don't know how. What made me think of a jeweler. Mm. And I seeked out a jeweler. Yeah. In Philly. I didn't even go to New York. Yeah. Downtown Philly. I had the jeweler make. The prototype. Yeah. He charged me, I think he charged me 500 or to $700 to make the prototype. Because uh. he had to get the tools or whatever and melt it. But the actual piece, the material is under 30 cent. Wow. But I had to have it cut precise yeah, with the measurements. Specific, yeah. And he was explaining like he had to go in and back in and do yep. it again. So it's not, I'm paying $100 and they just yeah. make it. Right. Because you got to be. a whole process. The size of the razor fitting in there. How does the razor fit in there? Mm. How far it goes down. Yeah. It has to be precise. So yeah. I think he charged me $700. Maybe $1,000 altogether. Because so I think I went in the first time. He charged me three or four. And then he's like, yo, it's not. He gave it to me. I told him this is not it. Because yeah. the razor was sticking out too far. Yeah. It wasn't bending enough, so he had to change materials. He had to retool again. Mm, interesting. So I ended up in a paying, I think, maybe $1,000 to get it, the top prototype. It's made out of silicone. It wasn't even the right material, but it did what it, I wanted it to do. Yeah. So you have the prototype I now. have the prototype. And so, then, then what? 
I'm crazy now. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> you're, I'm, like, you're, you're like, you're like, we're about to go to the trade to the I top. We're about to the goal of <laughs> yeah, my the, life. I'm a millionaire. Right. I got this. And your friend is not involved at this point, right? He's the, involved. He's involved, but he's not. He already did what he had to do. He gave me the measurements, and right. so I was like, I really don't need him because I have the prototype and I have the money to to finance this situation. Right. So I felt like he. Once he did his job, he fell back from it. He didn't believe. Like, he didn't believe it was going to go big. Like, he didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like He didn't he see didn't, the vision? Vision. Like, he just did it, bang. And then he didn't help me no more. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? I Like, you know what I'm saying? He would volunteer to do nothing else or whatever. What were you looking for from Because I had him? to search. I had to search. It took me six months to search. Oh, to find someone to actually Manifact- manufacture. You talking about I'm calling China, different time zone. <laughs> yeah. uh, you talking about speech, uh, language oh, okay. barriers. So, so he he wasn't like I had a, a team player. Yeah. Like he wasn't trying to like. But yeah. I felt like that. Yeah. And so so okay. So you get the prototype. You're now now you're looking for somebody. You're calling China. You're trying to find someone to manufacture it for cheap. I got a hundred and fifty page. Worth of phone numbers. And what, I this must is, have this called is, this 3,000 people. 2000s or 90s? 2001, 2000, okay. I think I came out in 10. Okay. Six or seven. Yeah. Because it took me a, like a year just to get. So the Flex Razor came out in 2010. Yeah. 2010. Okay. And so so it took you. So what, what, what was happening in that time frame where you got the prototype and probably like what you said, like 2000 and like. Seven, eight, nine. So seven, eight, nine, and yeah. then didn't come out to twenty ten. So it took a couple of years, and yeah, all that time took, you're looking for manufacturers. I'm looking for manufacturers. Look- I'm looking for money to finance this. I'm still living my lifestyle. I got to pay rent. I got to pay. I got bills. I got shop going on. I got right. kids. I'm still raising kids. You know what I'm saying? And so, you had the one shop at the time in Pennsylvania, right? The yeah. same shop that you and your sister were when yeah, 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 started. Yeah, 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 so. Got it. And so, so at that point. You know, you're looking for a manufacturer. So are you, are you, so once you found someone who could potentially manufacture it, did you have them send you like kind of another prototype to prove that they could make what you were hoping for? Or did you just kind of trust it? If I told you what I did, you, you wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> now I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. I took the prototype. This is when Instagram and what, $10, 2010? With, with this Instagram is my and my, look this up. Look up um, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Oh, Instagram wasn't Instagram wasn't there in uh, 2010, was it? Was it? Look, Google it. Maybe it was. Whatever year Instagram and Facebook and all that came out, YouTube was rocking. But when Instagram and Facebook came, out, what year was that? When they first hit. Because I remember in in high school, it was all about MySpace. So Instagram, according to Google, came out October 6, 2010. I told you. There we go. When Instagram came out, I took pictures of the prototype. I got this guy. I paid this guy to take some professional pictures of my product. Mm-hmm. I might have gave him $100. He had a professional camera. Went on Instagram, Facebook, posted pictures, and pre-ordered them. So Went you, so to you, a buddy you, of mine, <laughs> set up a website, and had them pre-ordered. Didn't have a penny. Didn't have a penny to produce. So you took the pictures of the prototype. Yes. Posted online. 
advertise all it. barbers. I did like advertise I was really, I was time. really. I wish I had that drive. But you didn't actually have any invent any any stock yet. You were just Not trying to one. see. I had the how, one. how many orders you can get. I wasn't trying to see. I just felt like I was could do it. Right. So I had somebody take some professional pictures. I didn't have probably. I probably had uh, four thousand, five thousand. I didn't have enough to produce them. Period. I end up paying this guy to build a website. Gave him about two, three hundred dollars. Built a website, just a plain website, you know, just a picture. Right, right. Like I used to have a drive, bro. So I wish I could get this back, this mojo back, brother. Call, text, email every shout out, uh, hashtag every salon barber shop from overseas. Wow. My first order was in um Australia. Oh wow. My first order was in Australia. Wow. I don't know. Don't tell me how they got it. The the video took off. Wow. The video took off. People were ordering. The video now, that you made of barbers using. Yes. The, they the just product. now recently sent me something from YouTube that I passed the mark to that I want my publishing to go to. I made this video in 2010. It just hit the mark where they started giving you a couple of dollars or something. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, just just recently, like last month, I believe. Yeah, yeah, the, this month, the beginning of the month, I made the video in two thousand ten. Wow. So okay, so now got a website. Got this prom. You got a website. You got a promo video out there of, of a barber is using this product. Not even using it, cause I didn't even per- fully perfect it. Okay. I knew I had it, but I didn't perfect it. But the, the but the, the video guy, was of yeah, showing somebody, what it was. Somebody perfected. I paid this guy. Actually, guy, the noto, the guy I was telling you about, he perfected it. So we make a video of him doing it. This, I email hashtag every salon from here to China. <laughs> yeah. People's my. I'm looking at my thing. People's, but I put on my website. You know how the car dealers put on um pre-order. Overstock, over. I put on. He had on there uh, like, uh, you got to pre-order it because it's not. Right. It's, it's going so fast. The way we worded it was right. like it's going out so fast. You got to wait. It's going right. to be at least a, a, a thirty-day wait, sixty-day wait. Because <laughs> that's how long it's going to take to manufacture. Yeah, I don't know. I still ain't got a manufacturer. <laughs> right. I still don't even got a manufacturer. Really. So if I if it didn't work, I'd probably be in jail. You'd be in jail because that's mail. Fraud, that's the worst thing. I didn't even know that was that bad. Yeah, yeah, you'd be in jail. Yeah. yeah. So, I still don't have a manufacturer. <laughs> right. I got first week, maybe seven, ten, ten thousand, seven, anything for seven, ten. Mm-hmm. Second week, another ten thousand. People just ordering this shit. I'm like, wow. Oh. Now, I'm in panic mode. I got the money. I don't want to spend the money, but I didn't even know about mail fraud because I really probably would have back then kept the money and said, F everybody, but I didn't have that mind state. I really believed into the, in product. the product. Yeah, I went to the guy at the at the, the dollar store told me to go to this place in Manhattan, and what they do is negotiate with people in China to make product. Interesting. Okay, it's a it's a building and it's it's downtown China. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there. I, I so I you go there, and what you do is. It's translators in there. Right. It's right. a building full of translators. And anything that you want to do in China, they get translated. That's 24 right. hours. That's that's awesome. <laughs> so, but you, yeah. the first initial meeting, you have to go there and fill out the papers, your forms. 
Because back then, it wasn't really the internet where you could do everything online. They wanted right. you to come there, talk. You go to like one of these offices, speak to right. them, and you tell them what you want. So they don't want to do no illegal stuff. They don't right. know what you want. Right, right. So I go to Manhattan. I sit with this, this guy, do interview me. And then he assigns me a lady, a translator. I think I had to pay her, I think it was like 200 a week. Until oh, wow. we, okay. till she finished the project. The project, yeah. The project. Yeah. I think it was 250 a week. So for about a month, she's translating. She's calling over there to find out. It was places that can make it, but they couldn't make it. They either was backed up with big yeah. projects because they wasn't really taking on little drop projects. Yeah. So, Ten thousand dollar projects, hundred thousand yeah. dollars. They ain't They're doing like in the hundreds of thousands, of millions. Building walls. And right, exactly. So yeah. it was hard. First, it had to take another month for her to even get somebody to squeeze me in there that deals with silicone products. Right, right. So once we found the person, I think I paid her another thousand dollars after it was all over. Fifteen hundred, I think, if I remember, recall twelve hundred something in between there. Right. She finds me the people. We send it down. She calls me English. She calls me English. She talks in English and Chinese. We got a person. She got me on the phone with them. She explained they going back and forth. We talking back and forth. They they explaining this. She's trying to understand the material. She gets them to send me down the, the, the different materials of silicone and plastics and rubbers. Oh, so they send you some samples. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They they got it laying around. They don't care. They know oh, they yeah. make money. Oh, I know. I I've yeah. I've dealt with uh, yeah. I've dealt with um, so supplies and samples. Yeah. I I recreated, but not done professionally. Looking, I just recreated to get that feel for it. Yeah. So that takes another month or two. Then we come up with the price. Actually, I was still shopping in America at the same time because remember I told you I didn't have no manufacturer. I'm scared now. Now we got all this money. Right. I got like seventy thousand dollars sitting in on the website. Right. Right. I'm scared. I'm like, what? What am I gonna do? Like, should I get a car and just disappear? Disappear? What, right, what do right. Do? But I really believed and loved the in product. In the product. So I'm still shopping in America. America is ridiculous. The manufacturing. Prices. Oh, the prices are crazy high. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yo, this guy. He wanted Danny the fifty thousand dollars just to tool, just to make the tool to manufacture. Oh, man. Then he wanted another eight dollars a, a a piece, and I'm saying, how can I sell this for this price at this price point? No way, it's impossible. Because you already gonna... set your price point. Yeah, your price point. You, you already had orders coming in, so you you, you, you had my your price point. you you set your price point yeah, already. already. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm pretty you, sure you your somebody was paying. Yeah, nobody's paying that much for a, a silicone handle. Like I mean, some people will, but might you know how many sales do you get? So when did you end up landing and manufacturing? Like, how did you land that? Going back and forth that one day. That one day. They sent me this, this thing. And you found sample, it. You found the, the material the I needed. Yeah. Sent them the prototype. No, I had the guy from the jewel that he had to send me the blueprint. I still had a blueprint on my phone. Oh, so the jeweler that originally made the original that prototype. He had, to, he had I, to send you the drawings. My, my actual blueprint that I paid him for. Right. He had that to send that over that you can to send me. to the supplier. Yeah, to the supplier. To the manufacturer. Yes. Yeah. So, so I had him send that straight to them and one to me. So then, okay. So then once once you have all that squared away, you found a manufacturer now, 
they still not understanding the product. What the actual product, what the purpose of the product is. Yeah. But they have drawings now, and they yeah, can they have make drawings. It. So how long did it take them to actually start? I had to go back because they couldn't understand what I was doing. Like like you said, they didn't know the use. Like you say, once right. you don't understand, you've never seen something before. You're like, what is this? What am I doing with this? What, what am I doing? What, 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 what kind of look do you want? So I had to go back to the jeweler and have him make me about 10 of them. That you can actually send over there. That I can send there. Yeah. And that cost me another maybe a thousand, something like that. Because he had to do, he had to, I still have the original plates. Hmm. He had to do the uh, brass plates. Yeah. And melted. And, like the molds, yeah, the plate the for mold. the molds. Yeah. So how long did this process take as far as you having to figure out like all this back and forth from the jeweler to the supplier and to the manufacturing? That's why I say it took like a good three, oh, 90 days. So this is all happening. It's 90, 90, 90 days. So now, four months. So the people who are waiting on their order, yeah. are they they getting I'm impatient? Like, hey, what's going on, Rob? <laughs> I'm like, here every day. You see me every day. All I did was email all day. I'm like, just everybody had the same answer. Copy and paste. Yo, we backed up. We're sorry about this. We appreciate y'all business. Yeah. That was my whole life for a whole day. Like, so we're, 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 we're backed up. And, and then. But they was patient. They work with me. They then, work with me. How, so then. How long did it take for the, the the manufacturing folks to actually start making the product? Oh, they right away. Okay, so they start making the once product right got, away. Are once, they shipping it to your to your customers, or are they no, shipping it ship to you, to and then you're shipping it out? Yes. So how many orders did you have to f- personally fulfill? I think my first order was five thousand pieces. Man, so so you and, and I had to pay another five hundred dollars a box because. You know, China, they ship everything, and then it's oh, cheap. Yeah. It's free. Oh, yeah. But if you if you need it tomorrow, you got to pay 500 You're paying an arm So and I was a leg. paying like a passenger. Yeah. Each passenger was 500 So I'm getting five boxes at, uh, at uh, a 1,000 pieces in each box. Because I don't know why they couldn't put it all in one box. I don't know. They kept saying something about you have to do it this way. I don't know. Yeah. But I had to get five different boxes at $500 a piece to ship it. They just came on a plane. Go to airport, pick it up. I'll pay another two hundred dollars to go through DBDHL. Yeah, DHL. So then, so you're you're actually personally mailing out, yes, shipping this stuff yes. out to each of your customers. Yes. Did you Not have a, Did you have a team of people to help you with this? I was hiring anybody. I don't care. So so it wasn't just you. You had you had yeah. people that you were helping that that was helping you. Did yeah, you have like I had a? To. It was just overwhelming. Where, where was your where was your like like where were you they, shipping it out of like did you have an shop, office the, the barbershop the barbershop so the back come in the front I have uh, six seven guys five six guys there I don't even know their names drug addicts I don't know what they would some of them was just people off the street yeah you, know, you want a job I'm gonna give you uh, fifty dollars I need this uh, thousand pieces five hundred pieces in the thing shipped out and you I have mean, the, you have the packaged. list packaged you gotta package it and ship it out. I did the shipping because I had uh, I don't know if they still have it with the um, labels. Yeah. Once once you get your order, you get your label and get a printer. Right. And, sh- and this you is, just like put so it on. So once they ordered, I had it sent straight to the printer. Right. So U.S. Mail used to have with the sticker sticker, they still have it, right? Yeah, you could just like stick the label yeah, on there. Right. Yeah. And so okay, so between so so now it's been what. It was three, but between 
from the time that the your customers first made their orders to the time when they got it, it was probably like what, like three, four months? No, maybe I was not three. But then once it came in, I went straight. I went straight out. So I didn't. I didn't give it no. I didn't like. You know, no, like, I mean, I mean, they they placed their orders online. Yeah, about, yeah. Some people like they wasn't all in one day. So you got to remember, some people was sixty days. Like once I put it online, right. some people was thirty days. Right. So it seemed like it was shorter to each person. To some people than others. Than, than others. But if it's like the, the people per, from the beginning, from the beginning, it's probably ninety they days. They literally waited about ninety days. Yeah. yeah. But they were so happy because it was a new product. Everybody was hysterical. Like this is hot. I was like, they it was a call flex razor wave. It was just. Oh, I got this piece like a new pair yeah. of Jordans, like a new product come to, you know what I'm and, saying? And you moved thousands of units, so you you yeah. is so, how much revenue did you did you pull in in that first year, from the from the maybe flex one, rate? Maybe one twenty. Okay, so about maybe like, so one twenty. Hundred and twenty grand. And in I revenue. spent twenty in in uh, product, shipping labels. Got it. I spent about twenty in shipping labels, and uh, shipping three dollars back then. The packaging. So I spent about a good right. thirty thousand just in packaging. Just in packaging and shipping, yeah. The shipping. So, so I think your, I cleared your, about your cleared about ninety six, maybe a hundred. Okay. Give so or take, because like I spent I spent big. Around ninety. Yeah. Maybe 80, 80, 90 k in no. profit. Yeah. After and I then, went home, and then when I went home. Did you have to then? Because you had a team of people. They wasn't my team. I just found them on the street. Yeah. But you, but they, I, they wasn't stealing flex razors because they didn't know what it was. So you didn't have like partners or like nah. anything like that. Nah, got it. The, the people that I hired, they didn't even know what it was. Right. They just knew it was a piece of rubber, stick it in this plastic thing, yeah. put it in an envelope, sit it on my desk. And so did, did the sales? Did you do any type of like marketing aside from the video or like and you know, I did advertising? A lot of, I did a lot of road work. I went on tour. Going around my in different barbershops. No, I went to my second year. I did a lot oh, of like hair shows. shows. Hair shows. Yeah. From my second and third or fourth year, I stayed on the road 80%. Since like 2014. Yeah. 2013, 2014. I stayed on the road. I just came off the road maybe. I met her. We've been together about five, four. So me and Maria. So I just came off the road about seven years ago. Like I was on the road for a good seven years, maybe yeah. eight years. Just state to state, hotels. Yeah. Uh, she's places. So, so like, how long? Like, like our sales now, what they were then? I made the product too good, and it's, the guy told me that. The guy once told me that. The Chinese dude told me that. If you make it too good, they if won't you, come back he, <laughs> for more. He told me that. It'll he last said, for a lifetime. He said, he told me that, remember when we go back to the manufacturing, we go back to the manufacturing. I just wanted a good product. And uh, he told me you should just make it and keep the razor in it. So once they use it, they have to throw the thing away. Hmm. And you could just sell it for less, but you'll get more. Yeah, volume. Yeah, I end up making a product. People got to still. I go to some places. They still okay, got the original, got the original <laughs> the one from they 2010. <laughs> yeah, so you made a durable. Nothing. You made a durable product. Yeah, man. so bad move. But I'm in the midst of relaunching because that era from 2010 to 2020, that generation is a new generation. Right. So I think it's right. now it's time 
Like I'm about to go into, I'm investing some money right now into relaunching. Right. To the new generation. Right, right. That's I love where, that, man. That's where, my, that's where I'm going now. I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was trying to hit the market before the beginning of the year, but February, March, it's going to be a wave storm. I mean, as soon as you open your phone, that's all you're going to see. Yeah. Like, you know how people advertising? That's all you're going to see. Yeah. Because I'm going to throw everything I got at it. Yeah, as you said. So, okay. So the vision now is to relaunch to a newer, a younger generation. Yes. Do you, do you, are you going to build a team this time? Or you, how are you going to I know do all the mistakes. Yeah. I did them all. And I, what I like did, what? bro, like, yeah. my ahead, biggest mistake was the traveling. Being on tour? You see, you see that thing right there in front of you? Yeah. You could travel anywhere. What are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about this, yeah. Your phone, your computer. You could travel anywhere for free. Yeah. I didn't know that. Right. I, I didn't know this. I'm thinking you got to go kiss babies and shake hands. Yeah. That does have its place. Yes. But you got to be strategic with it. Yeah. You cannot go you to every event. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was paying back then... A slot at a hair show was maybe twenty five hundred to three thousand. Mm. If you go to a hair show, I would spend that at least twice or three times a month. So you spend nine thousand wow. dollars, but wow. you might you're gonna walk out of there about ten thousand. So you got seven. You got to pay your team. Yeah. You pay your team about you got to you got to take your team. So you're giving them twenty five or three thousand. So is it worth walk? Is it worth? Traveling all over the world for four or three G's, mm. thirty five hundred. Yeah, is it worth it? Yeah. Do you not want to wake up with your wife over three G's mm. for the, for a week? I don't know. Right. It yeah. was good because I was I was bachelor, I was a bachelor, so it was good. But I wouldn't yeah. do it now. With I'm in a situation now, so I couldn't do that. So, so I have to switch up. So this time around, as far as how you would do things differently. Just wait. Not on the road. <laughs> not on the road Absolutely as much. Absolutely not. That you is know, not um, the way to go. Making a, making a product that people can have a some type of need to come back to. Yeah. But do you want to cheat your, your yeah, customers? Yeah, you don't want to give them a, a, a you know, low that's, quality that's product. That's what's going on now. Like everything you get. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's apart. sad. It's sad, but it is. It, that's. Just, yeah. If you want to pay competitive in this, just, you, you want to have to sell. Garbage, yeah, and yeah. to make a profit, yeah, so the people could buy more garbage, yeah, yeah. I bought this fold. I paid eighteen hundred dollars. I dropped it three times. You know how much I'm paying for this phone? How much? They deductible is three hundred dollars mm, every time. So I burned eighteen hundred plus nine hundred. It's a beautiful phone, but they make it so it'll break. I keep oh, coming man. back. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, I'm sure you'll find the middle ground. Somewhere between making a good product and finding a way to monetize it in a way that you can actually build a business. Yeah, yeah. of course. It's definitely a way. I'm sure you'll find the middle yeah. ground somewhere yeah. in there. Well, that's where you I'm know. going now. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually uh, one of my questions. I was going to ask you what's next, but it seems like that's what's next, you know, for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm going to relaunch. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what me and you are talking about. So I'm here. Relaunching. I'm shooting for March 1st. Okay. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm back in the gym. Hey. You know, you got to get physically, mentally 
because this this takes a lot to really to go where you want to go. Like millionaires, mm. don't think they just push the button and they they train to be a millionaire. Mm. Yeah, they had to cut back on certain things. They have to think a certain way. They you got to filter your mind a certain way to, mm. to, to 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 get to your goal. Yeah, you're gonna have to filter your mind physically, mentally, some mm. kind of way. You're gonna have to condition yourself to get what you want. Yeah. So, and that's just what it is. I got a question for you. Yeah. If you could give your parting shot to people who they're trying to follow in your footsteps, they're passionate about cutting hair, styling hair. They want to own their own shop. They want to own multiple shops. If you can give just your you know words of wisdom, parting advice from all your years of experience, what would you say? Believe in yourself. Stay focused. That is the the main goal. You have to be focused on what you want. You got to eat it, sleep it, think it, walk it. Like, you can achieve. Like, me and uh, my, my my lady right here, we's getting ready to go into a situation, like uh, some financial situation. I know what it takes to go into that situation. It takes more than you just investing into something you're gonna have to research the product you're gonna have to know the product you got to eat the product you got to feel the product you got to sleep the product to get where you want to be if you're trying to but if you want to make a couple of dollars yeah put a couple of dollars on this and that but if you really want to get the full potential out of which your investment is something that you really got to believe in yeah yeah and that's just what it is and with that Let's transition to the no regrets segment of the show. Come on, hey. It's my hey. The no regrets segment of the show is where myself and the guests get to listen to the entire episode and answer the following questions. Number one, is there anything that you said that you regret saying, even if it's how you said something? And number two, is there anything you did not say that you wish you did say? And with that, let's dive in. So before we get to the no regrets segment of the show, just a couple of quick reminders. Stay tuned for the next episode where Rob joins me as co-host and we interview a surprise guest. If you want Rob to come back as co-host on another episode, just let us know and maybe he'll be back by popular demand. This is also your official invitation into the Contagious Collective group. This is a Patreon group that uh, gives you access to behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive content, bloopers, questions that I asked on the podcast that just weren't appropriate (laughs) to be uh, released on the main platform. And you get access to a Discord community where you can ask questions to people who are either on the same journey as yourself or people who have been there and done that. Uh, I'm in there. Uh, plenty of the other guests who've been you know, on the podcast are also on there. Um, and other people who are just like you on the same journey, uh, like, like, we, like we all are. So uh, all this you get for five bucks a month. Uh, check out the Flex Razor um, on uh, social media. Uh, he's on IG as Flex Razor, and then he's also uh, at Flex Razor underscore Hair Studio. 
I will link all this in the show notes, uh, but definitely go through, show him some love, like all his stuff, <laughs> and then follow us on social media. If you're not already doing so, this will give you updates about new releases, upcoming collabs, new merch drops, and uh, even some discounts on merch and whatnot time to time. So follow us on social media. And with that, let's dive into the No Regrets segment of the show. So I did talk to Rob, a.k.a. the Flex Razor. <laughs> And uh, he didn't have anything that he regretted saying in the interview. He actually loved the interview and thought it went really well. But he did want to mention, as far as what he wished he did say that he did not say, he did. He wanted to say that he did raise his kids from the shop, but he's not going to do the same thing with his grandkids. That he feels like he's been given a second chance uh, to be extremely involved in his grandkids life even though he wasn't able to be as involved in his kids life uh he also wanted me to let everyone know that people have to realize how valuable time is and that you you can't get it back it's more valuable than money uh he feels like the best thing that happened to the world was the pandemic Uh, he feels like a lot of people left their jobs to start their own businesses and they got their time back you know, he, he felt like um, having time is so valuable because it allows you to think, to process, <laughs> you know, just to be in your thoughts uh, and think about what your next move is and to have mental clarity. He mentioned that he never wanted to live close to his job or close to his shops. He always wanted to live at least 30 minutes away so that he can drive and he can think and, and be in his thoughts. Uh, and just have this the space to to get mental clarity and and really think about life and think about what his next move uh, his next moves will be. He feels the pressure not only to do well for himself and his own family, but as a as a shop owner, you also feel the pressure to make the shop, you know, just do well so that the other folks in the shop can also make a living and stay afloat for their families. As far as for myself. Uh, I don't think there's anything that I said that I regret saying, but as far as what I wish I did say, I feel like there were moments in the interview where Rob either dropped a gem or he told a part of the story that I could have went deeper into or asked more follow-up questions just to dive deeper into, you know, just to to kind of pull out of him uh, more details about uh, about the situation. I know it kind of sounds bad, like to pull out of somebody, but I just mean to, to ask questions, to just dive deeper into what he said, because some of the things he said were really interesting. Uh, but the interview was already a longer interview, and we had a lot to cover, so maybe I made the right decision. But that's the only thing that I regret. There's just some questions I wish I would have went a little bit deeper. Uh, and with that, I'll catch you guys next time. Mm-hmm.